Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 108, where we once again bring another interview with a cast member. So I know what you must be thinking. Hey, Matt, why is this episode coming out on Friday? What's going on? Well, as you know, I'm behind this week, (laughs) so I wanted to make sure I got a couple episodes after you guys. I had to release the new show a little bit later. Uh, mostly again because of my voice it's still recovering but yeah I want to get uh, an episode uh, another interview with a cast member episode after you guys just uh, yeah just to keep on track and then yeah just get back to a normal schedule next week so yeah I hope you guys don't mind uh, the, the Friday episode I'm sure you guys will enjoy it uh, you're either listening to it on your uh, your commutes or if you're on like a run or if you're heading down to Walt Disney World or wherever this episode takes you but uh, yeah hopefully you will enjoy it because we got a fun one for you today we are joined with Chastin who's going to be talking about his time working down as a Disney college programmer at Walt Disney World so we're going to be talking to him and uh, his his wife has been on a couple times already his wife is Elise she was actually on last week for part two of her episode. Uh, so yeah, he's going to be talking about his time working down there. So very excited to chat with him today. But yeah, so hopefully you will enjoy this episode. So why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast. On today's show, we have Chastin from Utah. Chastin, how are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. Pretty super. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to have you here. I know uh, it's. I've had to keep changing schedules on you between coming coming back from vacation and then my voice. Uh, and I just appreciate you just being so understanding of of that. So thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Anytime. You know, definitely. Yeah, cool. So I'm glad to have you on the show. We've had your your wife on a couple times now, Elise. She was on the last interview cast member show, and 
Uh, she's just chatted you up a lot, and I'm excited to hear kind of your <laughs> your your story and how uh, you kind of worked with Disney. Well, she definitely is a better storyteller than me, and I say that genuinely and lovingly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so mean, hopefully she hasn't talked me up too much. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you do have a lot to live up to because I I nerded out so hard on her last episode. Uh, so, but we'll, we're going to keep this all about you and then maybe a little bit of Elise cause uh, I want to hear your side of the story of how you guys met. So, yeah. um, but cool. So before we kind of get into just your background working at the parks, I want to know just how you fell in love with the Disney parks. Uh, it's like, what was your background growing up with the, with Disney? Did you go to the parks? Like, I, I want to hear all about that. So I grew up um, in Southeast Louisiana, so not too far, about uh, maybe 11 hour drive to Orlando. Um, so growing up, we went to the parks um, as a vacation spot, um, not as often um, as my wife, unfortunately, um, but uh, often enough to uh, definitely fall in love with it. Um, and then, you know, always, we just have always been big Disney fans, you know, with the movies and collecting those. And my mom always enjoyed kind of collecting Disney stuff. Um, so it kind of just, you know, gave us that, you know, innate home, just, you know, um, immediate love for it, for Disney and the brand. But, um, it wasn't until about, I would say 2007. So later on in life, when I visited the parks one summer and, um, just kind of had a lot of time for just myself to see everything. And it was then where I, I just, I don't know, I just kind of just fell in love with um the experience of disney so not just kind of seeking the rides and seeking you know the merch or anything like that it was just the i guess really appreciating the experience of it and then i told myself i am gonna work here one day <laughs> and i was like this is a goal so so do you remember was there anything that like stood out during that time you were there because i know you said you liked the, the the experience of it but was there anything specific that stood out where you're like wow i really do want to work for disney um, I remember watching, um, I want to say it was, um, it may have been the Share Dream Come True Parade at the time. I'm trying to remember, that was 2007. It was still Share Dream Come True because that parade had several different versions in its run. But um, I just remember watching that parade and just the feeling of excitement and energy I got, you know, from just seeing the performers and, you know, just seeing them exert themselves, but in a happy way, you know, in with a smile and um, just how seamless the story of that parade is just like, you know, is, you know, conveyed and just thinking like, wow, like I'd love to spread like that kind of magic or at least something similar and kind of be on that end of it and what it feels like, you know, to be the, the creator of the magic. Oh, no, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what happened to me when I was younger, and I really wanted to work for the uh, the parks. I never got the chance, which I wish I could, but uh, it's all good. I'm, I'm okay. But, yeah, that's awesome. So um, so this was 2007, so I, I'm not sure how old you were at the time. Were you in high school or what, what age no, were you there? No, I was in college at this time. So okay. this was right before I did the college program. Um about six months, six or seven months right before. Okay. So did you know about the college program when you were down there or no? You just kind of found out on your own? No. So I, I had found out previously um, and had questioned it, uh, whether or not I should do it. And then that summer, 
you know, after that, I had that experience and that um, kind of epiphany. I was like, whoa, okay, I need to really look back into us again. And so that fall, um, I, um, they were coming to my school and I was like, I have to go, you know, and check this out. So I went to the presentation and, you know, they sell you on all the awesomeness of being a cast member. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um, And I, I actually contemplated it for a while. Um, I did, so I did the interview, I signed up, did the interview, um, and they offered, and then I had to accept, I want to say by the end of that year, probably a little bit sooner than that, maybe like a month or so before. And I remember, um, at, um, a coworker at the time, he was from California and he had moved out to Louisiana and, and he was, you know, just pushing me to go, pushing me to go. He's like, you just, you got to do it. He's like, when I left home, like it was one of the best choices. It's hard, you know, it's a difficult thing to do, um, you know, but you, you want to get out and kind of just burst out of your bubble and, and, and really kind of, you know, open, open your mind a sense to what's out there. And this could be a great opportunity for you. And I, and I had never, you know, left home for that long of a period of time, you know, for, you know, more than a week or so. And so, um, it really was, it really took me a minute to kind of grasp that like, wow, is this going to be by myself, you know, doing this, at least, you know, when I get down there and until I meet new people and little did I know my future wife was waiting for me. <laughs> so, so I, I accredit this friend a lot, um, for pushing me to go to help me decide. Cause I mean, it, so many things have, you know, eternally changed my life because of, you know, making that decision to go down. Yeah, it's good that there was someone there to push you to do it. Otherwise, yeah, you're just going to keep thinking to yourself, is this the right decision or not? But it's always good to hear like from one's experience and how it like affected them. And it's good that uh, it, it worked out. I mean, it, it sounds like it did. And you, you just you took that leap of faith and you, you moved to, to the most magical place on Earth and uh, you did it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this was now in, in 2008. So now you're, you're, you're living in Disney. You're there. So Back there. Yeah. So what, like, what do they, what do they have you doing? Like, what was your job role? So, um, when I got down there, I found out that, um, I would be an expert safari driver at Kilimanjaro safaris. Uh, oh, really? um, so that was my first role. Um, and I, and beforehand, I don't think I, um, kind of realized the magnitude of what that role would be. And, um, just the, just like the amazement of the ride itself. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, the ride itself is the size of magic kingdom and it's, it just, you know, all the animals on it and they're real animals and, um, the animal care and programs that go behind that, um, to facilitate the experience of there. I just didn't realize the magnitude of that. Um, and so I remember my first day of training, I was like, okay, all right, this is a lot to take in. Um, because when they they what they do is they pair you up you know with a trainer after your orientation and um you know they they hand you this booklet and they say okay here's your spiel you know here are the lines that you're going to learn here's the story that the ride's trying to tell um and in the the story of the ride as a side note the story of the ride did change um over its course of its life for a while i know um when by the time i learned it the story changed a little bit um uh, are you familiar with the story at all of the ride or uh well from what i remember from back in the day the they kept talking about poachers and then at the end of the ride you have to like kind of 
save Chase animals from the poachers <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I can't exactly remember. Yeah. But yeah. I know they changed some things to make it um, kind of a little less, seem a little less violent at some point. Because I know there was, I think, I want to say the original and... Ooh, if it was like I think one of the animals had died or something I don't I can't remember the original but um, by the time it got to me is it was one of the elef baby elephants was taken or they couldn't find the mom I can't remember either 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 one and, oh yeah it was one of those yeah 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 and so you're on the safari and it's supposed to be a two-week safari um, which was always a fun thing to tell guests when they asked and they said how, how long is this ride oh it's about two weeks <laughs> I give you that look and you're like eh, it only feels about 20 minutes but yeah, two weeks safari, and they're like, really? You know, and it's kind of fun just to play back and forth with them, but, <laughs> and you just sit there and smile, and you know, until they're like, you're kidding, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, so the ride, you know, it had it had that kind of initial story of, um, you know, just in, in educating guests on, you know, anti-poaching and the importance of, you know, in, in that conservation with animals. Um, and then during the ride, I think, I believe poachers were spotted, and then you got to that point towards the end um, where you had to cut your safari short. So there goes your two weeks um, to chase after and save, um, I think it was the baby elephant. Um, but um, when I, but during training, I remember being super intimidated by what, like the role and the training that it, that light ahead because um, re, like memorizing this script and they gave you this 30 foot diesel truck and i'm just like <laughs> what the heck i've never driven anything this big in my life not to mention the possibility of killing an animal if i hit it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was that was kind of the back of my mind okay don't hit anything don't kill anything you know and um you know not to mention you had a you know just 30 plus guests on your on your uh on your on your uh, truck you know and so that always kind of worried me the whole time. And I remember getting towards the end of my training thinking, should I go work in Fantasyland or should I go, like, should I just do a different attraction? You know, that's a lot less of a risk in my mind, you know? Um, and it, it, it scared me. I just remember thinking like, I don't think I can do this. And then finally on my last day of training, um, you get to a point where they allowed you uh, to bring guests on board to kind of give you that mock run. And I nailed it. Like, I was like, what the heck did I just do? Because I had this outer body experience of someone else driving the truck, telling a story, getting people safely, you know, to the end of the ride. And uh, I just remember after that, like, it was just like, oh, I can do this. This is this is such an adrenaline rush. It's such a blast. Like, I have to I have to keep at it. So it was quite the it was quite the, the I guess, trial for me during the training of it. Yeah, I, we've had some people in the past that have, have done it. And yeah, they talked about like the training and it's just, you have to know all of that information pretty quickly. Like, like, don't you need to know like every animal, like a few facts about every animal on the safari? Yeah, and that and that's kind of the tricky thing about it is, you know, you memorize a script, which they give you, they give you way more information than you need on the ride. Um, and in your mind, I mean, you have this, you know, kind of story you go, um, and that cues up with, uh, or links up with um, the audio that goes off throughout the ride. Because um, as you're riding, um, kind of a, to break the magic a little bit, there's these hidden pucks in the road um, that trigger as your truck goes over it, and it triggers the audio um, where um, Wilson Matua, he's the warden of the, 
of the savannah and he comes in and he'll say things to you and and you respond to that and so you have this script in your head that kind of not only is it you know talking about the animals but you're you're talking to the warden you're talking to you know the safari staff um during the attraction as part of the story and so it's interesting as you're going through and depending on your timing of the ride you have to rearrange facts because and that's one thing I loved about this attraction um, and, and being in this role is that, you know, the ride was always different. It wasn't the same ride every time. Even, even you know, being a driver and being, you know, um, the guide through it, you would get an ex you would get a different experience every time. I mean, people are always asking, like, different questions as well. Like, you're not going to get the same questions from a person. Like, oh, So absolutely. that helps as well. And, you know, and sometimes the animals will be, you know, in different areas depending on the time of day and they may be closer, you know, to the vehicle. They may be further away. So you kind of have to mix up and, you know, play a little tango in your head with, you know, all these facts that you have um, about the animals. And if you get, you know, there's a part of the ride where it kind of slows down and you're kind of, you know, either stopped or you're coming to a slower pace, then you start like filling in, okay, I need to say more facts about this giraffe. Um, because I'm not yet to the cattle or I'm not yet to the elephants, you know, so you it really it, you play this interesting, you know, tango dance in your head with all the facts. <laughs> so. <laughs> did you did you ever have like any experience like this before you did this job or like did you have public speaking fears or how did you feel about it before going in? I mean, I'll definitely say like um, there was I think part of my, you know, anxiety and training was, you know, the public speaking aspect. Um, it definitely helped me become a better public speaker um, and helped me actually accentuate my, my words more. Um, I don't know if my wife told you, but when I met her, I had a really heavy Southeastern Louisiana accent and um, it was hard to understand me. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> <And> so, really. <laughs> she would, she would always just, you know, kind of just nod sometimes like, okay, you know, and um, I think one time she put me on the phone with her sister just to play a joke with my sister on her sister uh, to talk to her and and just you know here's my boyfriend you know and here's you know here's he just wants to talk to you and I would talk to her and she'd get off the phone with me and her sister would say can you understand anything he says right now because I don't know what oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> so she's like are you kidding me why would you do that and so, so this, anyway so this attraction literally like changed the way you talked. It's, I mean, it's, it, it helped. It's your your accent at least, because like I don't hear any Southeast Louisiana accent like at all, like from from what I'm listening to right now. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Like it definitely changed. So when I say it changed my life doing this experience, that was one big thing. Um, yeah, it definitely. I, I just felt like I had to enunciate things better so people understand me. And and guests would ask like, oh, why are you from with that accent? You know and um, it would come in every now and then, but I just consciously like thinking of the way I would say words, it just slowly changed the way I naturally say words now. Wow, that's really interesting. I, I don't think yeah. I've ever really heard, like I've heard of people losing their accent, like say someone moved here from Europe to the States like 20 years ago and they like lost their accent or something like that. Like I've heard of people doing that, but I've never heard of like someone actually have a process of how it happened which uh, yeah. to me is just fascinating so uh i mean yeah to me that's just, that's pretty cool that it, uh i mean i don't know how you feel about it but it's, it's really interesting to to hear that so well you know i mean i get i get made fun of by family back home and I say <laughs> words like 
you guys instead of y'all or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know just, they're like where are you from with your accent yeah. just like you, you am from yeah you guys is a, is, is a big northeast <laughs> thing as well we, i say you guys all the time so yeah um, it's just a little waste yeah, yeah. it's funny though mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well cool so what tell me some of like your your so you were there for uh your entire program correct Correct. Yeah. So okay. I was there. Well, I guess for the entire first, um, the first portion, because I, I did the college program. I signed up for four months, and then I extended, um, uh, till uh, August of that year. Um, but I actually stopped that um, Kilimanjaro Safari, and then I moved into entertainment. Oh, cool. Um, All right. So yeah, before we get yeah. to that, I want to know more about uh, some of the stories you might have to yeah. share from uh from that side of the over at kilimanjaro safaris because i know there's probably a lot or there's a few you want to share so yeah tell me uh some of the like maybe either some of your favorite memories while working there some magical moments you had or yeah whatever you want to share yeah i remember um i think it was the first day out of training and you know they always say you know just be aware of the animals that are in you know your path and uh kind of be aware of where they are um, they do get used to the vehicles and, you know, they kind of rec- will recognize what you are and um, that you're this big truck, you know, and you would just always hear like horror stories from like the older cast members, you know, kind of like just in high school, seniors picking on freshmen, you know, and just making up. It was like just like kind of it felt like that experience. You know, you had these seasoned cast members like, oh, yeah, you watch out for this and watch out for that. Um, and so you just kind of always had these like, you know, terrors in your mind, like, OK, is that going to happen to me? Like, is that is my truck going to blow up is, oh, you know, is, you know, is an animal going to attack me? So the first day out of training, we're coming up, um, right before the lions, uh, near where the cheetahs are. I don't know if you're familiar with the way the reserve, um, is set up, but, um, there's an area of high grass that, um, you're leaving, um, the white rhino area. Um, and you're kind of making a turn into, uh, uh, near where the lion is on in the, in the big, uh, what looks like pride rock, kind of their mock version of it. I, so the yeah, grass I, that, but I, I don't remember where that is exactly in the traction, but I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's about probably like three quarters of the way through, I would say, but, um, so I'm coming up, you know, I just, you know, everything's going great, you know, just cruising along and everything. And all of a sudden out of nowhere through the, the tall, tall grass that's there, a white rhino just comes charging out, like just dead in front of me. Oh, and geez. I just, yeah. And I slam on the brakes and I'm like, holy heck, like, what the heck, like, what am I supposed to do? And, and it's running towards me and then it stops right before it gets to me and just kind of like, kind of just, I guess it's way of sniffing around, you know, and the guests behind me are just like, whoa, what's, you know, like just blowing up with excitement, like thinking, oh, this is part of the ride. And I'm sitting here just like sweating and shaking, like, <laughs> no, this isn't a part of the ride. Like, I, <laughs> you know, because like just assuming the dialogue in my head, like they're all excited. I'm like crying inside, like <laughs> thinking it, you know, and um, it, it just like kind of sniffed around and then realized, you know, what I was, what the truck was and kind of just, you know, screws along um, on side of me. But I was just like I was whiter than that white rhino in fear. Let's just say that. Yeah. I mean, um, you see this like few like a ton, I don't know how heavy they are, but maybe you know how heavy they are. I just seen this like two ton animal just like running at you. And yeah, that's, that's kind of scary. <laughs> well, and ironically enough, they actually became my favorite animal on the reserve. So, um, I think after that, I just fell in love with them is really all I could do, I guess. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and baby white rhinos are like, just like the cutest little thing. And 
Um, they actually had one born while I was there, and I can't quite uh, grasp the, the what they named it. Um, but they are just the cutest little babies, and and by little, I mean like the size of like a Buick. But um, they are just they are just like just the oh, cutest little things. I'm they, I'm I'm dying to go on the up close with rhinos tour at the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, when I'm there, there's no space because like they only take like 14 people a day. Uh, and I haven't been able to get in. I actually called tonight just to see if there was room if like someone canceled because I really, really want to do that tour. Um, yeah, rhinos are just like one animal. I just, I really want to just kind of see up close and uh, and yeah, just learn a bit more about them. Um, they're just, they're fascinating. I mean, and even how different they are from the black rhinos that you can see in the forest because they, they're, they're separate, the two. Um, and I think the black ones are more aggressive and they have kind of a more narrow snout whereas the white ones have kind of a flatter um but just the way they trot is just kind of fun especially <laughs> the little babies but it, it, it's just interesting dude too because there's not really like a you think of like relatives of animals you kind of think of the rhino and to me it seems more it the most resembling kind of like what a dinosaur would be like you know but um they're just a a, a beautifully unique animal um so yeah they became one of my favorite for sure on the on the reserve there Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that was, that was a pretty awesome memory. I mean, I know that scared the heck out of you, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, then you would hear, you would hear stories too of, um, while I was there, we had someone, um, I think it was one of the rhinos. It popped one of their tires. Uh, so they were stuck on, um, during their, during the, you know, during the ride time and they had to call for help and animal care came out there with, you know, in their trucks in their smaller trucks and, move the animal in the ways that they have to try to move it, you know, and in a natural way, you know, they don't use any equipment or anything. It's just, all right, let's get them out the way and then fix your tire and, um, you know, get you going. But, uh, yeah, so the, the rhinos aren't a hundred percent, um, you know, not ones to, uh, uphold the ride or, <laughs> you know, or stop the attraction, but yeah. yeah. Cool. So were there, uh, what were some other stories that, uh, you remember from that time? Um, I've had some fun, um, I guess opportunities for magical moments while I was there. Yeah. Um, so during kind of during the, you know, uh, your day there, um, you're on the truck about 60%, uh, maybe 67% of the time of your shift. Um, and the other times you're on what, what we refer to as land positions. Um, and that's, um, you know, greeter, you know, who's in the beginning of the line, um, kind of welcoming guests to the attraction. There's check-in uh, for those who uh, uh, have FastPass return. They called it check-in because you you booked your safari at FastPass distribution and then you check in at uh, uh, FastPass return. Um, which, a side note, Kilimanjaro Safaris was the first attraction to have FastPass. So, oh, really? It's kind of fun to like have that as I, feel, part of your, I feel like yeah. i know that but i don't remember I, I can't remember i believe so yeah okay but um so it had uh uh it definitely was built to have it too um so that you kind of work different positions around there and uh one time i was at um fast pass return and you know and, and that's where you'd play and i guess it was less strict than as far as the way fast pass return is now and 
you know, when you scan your phone now and you come back, you know, at certain times, but um, it, it was a little lenient in the sense of you could let people in, you know, a little bit early or a little bit later, you know, or depending on, you know, their time slots. But there was one time where we had, it was a, a newlywed couple and they had just, uh, they had just got married just like right before, um, you know, this was their honeymoon, right before the trip and everything. And they were super excited. It was one of their, I think it was their first time as a couple to Disney World. And, um, and they had the obvious, you know, pins and, you know, they had the Mickey and Minnie ears and everything. So they were so excited. Um, and they were all out of, they were all out of fast passes for the day. Um, and they were, they were excited. They were like, is there any we can get on? And I said, you know what? I said, just follow me. And, um, I just, you know, it took a look at the moment. It's like, why not? Like they're celebrating something, you know, they're celebrating love. Like they just got married. This is awesome. You know? And so just come with me. And, and I said, just walk with me, walk with me this way. And we walked up the fast pass line, you know, to the front of the ride. And the whole time, I remember the groom was just like, well, why are you doing this for us? Like, why, like, why are you taking us through this way? You know, like, why, why would you do this? And I'm just like, it's a magical moment. Like you guys are, I just talking to you for the few minutes I did beforehand. You guys are awesome. Like I want you guys to have a, an amazing experience and I need you to experience this attraction. Um, you know, this, this two week safari, as I put it. Um, and so I said, follow me. And I remember just putting them on and I put them on, um, in the, it was in the front of the line and we actually got them uh, their own safari. So they were the only ones. Oh, really? <laughs> and which is, it's kind of fun because then, you know, it, it's just you and the driver and, you know, and the driver does his thing, but it's just fun to kind of have that, you know, intimate experience of, okay, we're the only ones here. You know, we can move around if we need to, as far as on the seat, you know, and, and really kind of have no other distractions. So it, yeah, I think, just putting them on and just sending them off and it just it feels good you know i mean it feels good to just to, i mean it's like it's like doing a service in a sense of beyond your the scope of your you know of your of your duties yeah and to me like getting a ride vehicle that doesn't have anyone else in it like say like for space mountain you get your own spaceship or to me like one of my favorite moments is getting our own boat at splash mountain um, people yeah. didn't know how to work the line and things got backed up. And then my wife and I ended up being the only ones on the boat. Uh, and to me, that's just like, I just love it. I think you just, it's like you get your own private, like private time. I mean, it's different than like Haunted Mansion where like you're in like your own doom buggy, but like right. you get to experience an attraction that's usually with like a, like a lot of other people, but now you don't. So I think, yeah, that's, that's really neat that they got to, I mean, get a whole truck to themselves. That's pretty awesome. And which, I mean, and, you know, when you're looking at, you know, the day and, um, you know, trying to get as many people on the attraction as, you know, you can. I mean, you want to try to, you know, keep it going. It, it's hard to do that often, too, because, I mean, the trucks hold, I want to say, between 30 and 35 people, depending on, you know, the size of the people and things like that. But um, it, uh, you know, it's hard just to put two people on. But when you get a chance to do that, it's it's. You, I mean, it's magical. I mean, even experiencing myself, I had had an opportunity when my parents came to visit um, during the college program. Um, I requested um, to have them on a private safari, and um, I was able actually to sit with them. And I had a driver with me, um, so I sat with them with you know with my mic and um, and did the whole you know spiel and story of um, telling um, with them. And I was looking at them too, and so it was a really cool experience to have with them. You know, especially being my parents, um, but uh, to kind of give them that solo, you know, experience um, or 
you know, alone, you know, experience uh, for the ride. Oh, that's so cool. You were able to do that for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Uh, when you know people, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I totally hear you there. So, so you're now that you're kind of like on your own down in Florida and you're just kind of just living life at Walt Disney World. Like what was your experience life like when you weren't working in the parks? Like what were some of the things you like to do or just, yeah, what was, what was your experience like? Well, I mean, kind of just being down there and of course just getting even more addicted to Disney, um, which I think if anything in life, that's a good addiction, right? (laughs) For sure. Yeah. (laughs) I can't complain about it. I mean, some may differ in opinion, but, um, so I love to hit the parks. I mean, you can't beat, you know, your free admission to the parks, um, as a cast member. And, um, it's funny because you think about, um, just other jobs, you know, in the world and just jobs that I had, it's like, do I ever like go hang out at my work, you know, uh, you know, on my days off and, you know, I think this is one of the few that you could say, yeah, I do. You know, I, I enjoy to do, you know, doing so, yeah. um, uh, you know, it's one of the few places you can say that. And so I love to hit the parks. And at that time, um, I think the years that I've, you know, kind of visited growing up, it, it was a totally different experience. Cause I mean, being there and not kind of having the set time limit of, you know, we have five days here, six days here, a week here, you know, it's, I'm here for the next four months at this point, you know, saying it was only four months and, you know, I could just discover. And so I spent a lot of time just discovering, you know, kind of hidden nooks and, um, you know, looking for hidden Mickey's, um, that they have all the park and, um, you know, just kind of really like I, like I mentioned before, just kind of really continuing that infatuation with the experience of Disney and really looking at like the details. And I think that even helped me fall in love and fall in love more so with the actual stories, you know, of the lands and stories of the parks that they're trying to tell you that you may not get, you know, from as face value when you're just, you know, kind of just visiting your first time or even just kind of visiting for the pure pleasure of the ride. Yeah, no, I mean, I I feel like I would do the exact same thing. I would be at the parks just as much as I could, just hanging out, um, you know, just really jealous that uh, you got to do that all the time we had some um sweet dates i mean when elisa and i started dating it it was like hey you want to go get a tartine from france and epcot and we're like sweet let's do it you know and for me for the guy it was a cheap date because um admission was free so <laughs> <laughs> i could take on this spectacular you know uh i, f- I, f- I feel like I'll, I'll need to have the both of you on uh, around like Valentine's Day, where we could have a whole episode talking about uh, cheap romantic dates at Walt oh Disney World. <laughs> we could give you a list forever. It was actually our first Valentine's Day. I, I could probably save the story for for them, but just a brief, um, uh, just a brief little bit about it. We I actually took her to uh, Tepanito. It's the um, the Japanese hibachi uh, restaurant at uh, at Epcot. I think it's on the yeah, it's on that second level um, in. I mean, for like for a restaurant, it's a, it's a like a pretty priced restaurant, and for us dating, I think maybe a couple of weeks. If we was let's see, Valentine's, we've probably been dating almost a month, but maybe by then. Um, so I was kind of a for me looking back, I'm like, wow, I really took it to a nice place for just dating only a few weeks. So I'm like, <laughs> it's good for me, <laughs> but maybe that scored me a lot of points. Maybe that's why she stuck with me. But uh, 
um, yeah, it was quite the experience. But we 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 had a lot of um, a lot of inexpensive dates, uh, you know, throughout our dating life there because of just the offerings that you had um, kind of readily available to you. So did you guys did you guys meet like when you just got down there? Did you meet pretty quickly? Literally day one. Um, uh, did she tell you the story? I don't know if she, or well, maybe you need maybe yeah. you need to hear my side. Of it. Yeah, I want to. I don't want to repeat her side if you don't remember what she said. But yeah, I want to hear your side of the story of, of, of how you met. So it was day one on move-in. So we both uh, lived in Chatham Square, which was one of the college um, uh, program housings, uh, housing areas. And um, it was uh, I got a knock on my door from her sister, who was uh, living with her. Uh, who came down with her younger sister came with her down this time um and she was i immediately opened the door and she's like where's carl where's carl and i'm like who's carl and she's like carl's your roommate and i'm like i haven't met carl yet and on move-in day people arrive at different times you know <laughs> and you kind of get your assignment at different times so i hadn't met my roommate yet and was I she even that time real, real that? quick was it like a like a like she was yelling at you or was it like Oh my god, wait, like where's Carl? Like was she like no, really she was, excited? Like she was like anxiously yelling at me. Like you could tell she was upset about something. And, okay, jeez. Yeah, it was like really intense. I was like, holy heck, like what's what's happening here? Like what, you know? And um and she was like, I'm so sorry, like I just need to find Carl. Like I need and then she started crying. So I was like, Oh, okay, first you're yelling at me, now you're apologizing, and then now you're gonna cry. Mm. What's happening? Welcome she fell welcome to Disney. Yeah, I was like, welcome to the happiest place on earth. But <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, I just need a phone call, but it's fine. And so she laughed. And I guess um, Elise, Elise was like, oh, so did you meet any cute boys? And she's like, well, I think I scared one upstairs. <laughs> she's like, I think his name is Chonston or Chauncey or and and she's like, I think he's from Norland too. And I'm like, Norland. Like when after hearing the story and. So when I, so like an hour or so later, um, we're walking out, I'm walking down the steps and, um, I, I run into both of them and, and the girl that literally scared my pants off, um, <laughs> was like, Oh, like this is, this is, this is Chonston who I just met. And I said, Oh, it's Chaston. <laughs> and, and she said, well, this is my sister Elise. And so that's when we met. And, um, I think her sister couldn't understand me. So she thought I was from New Orleans instead of New Orleans. Um, which I don't even know where Norland exists, but that's what she heard. So bless her heart. <laughs> um, but yeah, the rest is history. I mean, it, we, so we ran into each other then, and then um, there was a housing meeting. We were at the same housing meeting. And then um, as you, as you may know, um, you know, every cast member goes through traditions class uh, before they start their role. And we were actually placed in the same traditions class. And I mean, you think about of all the, you know, hundreds of, you know, new interns that arrive, um, we were put in that class of, I think it was maybe like 30 people and we were put in the same class. Um, and so it was, it's almost just like everything just started lining up. We yeah. kept, you know, once we got our IDs and, um, could get into the parks, we, you know, just started running to them into the parks, like with other friends and just new friends that we we're making and Hey, let's hang out. And so we hung out, um, at animal kingdom, um, on our first, uh, kind of group date, I guess, you know, hanging out together and yeah and the rest is history we kind of just kept hanging out after then yeah <laughs> that's so cool yeah it's, it's fun hearing your side of the story because I, I didn't i didn't get a lot of that 
She, she she had just mentioned she was like so i told my sister that we need to find the cute guys that have a car so i don't know that if, is true I, yeah i don't know if you or carl had a car but yeah they really needed someone with one so well looking back i'm like oh that's why you liked me at first no <laughs> pretty much she's using you i'm just kidding um, <laughs> well it's a, it's quite the commodity i have a car down there for sure you know yeah yeah um Anyway, but well, so, so neat. So yeah, so that was uh, so. So I mean, was what else? Were there any like memorable, memorable moments? Because I do want to talk about the uh, the second portion, the your extended time down there. So like, what were some other like maybe one or two, maybe your favorite memories uh, during that like kind of four, first four month block? Um, I guess being there, huh? Um, like particular on the rides, or just kind of anything, or. I mean, anything was any anything that stands out. I mean, I don't know with with like working there or just like something that like one of your favorite memories besides meet him, meeting Elise. If there was anything else uh, that happened, yeah, I mean, I can't. It's hard to top that. I mean, just kind of had a, having a dating life, you know, down there and having you know, you know, have, you know, you could you go down there with the idea of like, oh, like I'm single, like I'm just gonna have fun, you know, it's just gonna be, you know, what it is and you know, hopefully I grow from this, you know, this experience, but having kind of been with her the whole time, I mean, yeah, I mean, just everything we did together was, it was just fun. And especially her enthusiasm. I give her a lot of credit with, you know, making me fall even more in love with Disney, you know, um, just her, her just extensive experience and, you know, growing up with it and, you know, having her aunt and her dad having performed for them before and, uh, just the history that she had and um, I know like it was super contagious and I just kind of you know jumped right on it and was just like wow like I, I not only do I love being around you but I love being around you because of your you know your Disney enthusiasm and um, that definitely made the experience all the difference um, but so was, um, so was that like a so big like, so was she sorry to interrupt was that like a big influence no. for you to do the the second uh, or to extend your time down there it was it absolutely was so um because i was planning on leaving that april um and we so i had told her i loved her um on my birthday actually <laughs> which is in the beginning of april um april 5th and um so my program would be ending um and i mean at that point like i for sure didn't want to leave i was just like no i can't leave this early you know and I, and and i and even before like i mentioned how i had a hard time kind of deciding whether or not i should go and kind of you know needing that push so i only signed up for the four months but by the time that came around i was i was very much ready to stay and so um a month before that in march they had auditions um it was specifically for college program students to audition for entertainment and um she was in entertainment at the time and so um just kind of hearing her experiences of her work life and you know kind of the magic that she spread i was like well let me give this a try you know so i auditioned for it um and then got offered um a role and so when i got that it was okay do you want to extend and even at the extension period you know they asked you you know what are your top i think it's what are your top three roles that you want to extend into and so because i got entertainment i put that at top and was like for sure i want to do this so um, yeah, she had a big, a big impact on my decision to stay. Um, and so I definitely, you know, looked for that way, you know, that avenue to go to extend. And I could even stay at, at Kilimanjaro Safaris as well. Like I could have stayed there. Um, they had, at the time they had availability for me to stay and 
you know, a position for me to stay in um, there. But um, it was neat to kind of have a part two, you know, quote unquote, yeah. my experience at and do something different um, to kind of just see a different side of the company, you know, and do see a different side of things. So, so if I, I'm assuming right now that you, or not right now, but I'm assuming back then you didn't have any experience in the entertainment side, correct? No, I mean, I had done, you know, just stage acting and plays and stuff like oh, that. Okay. So like, the, like a little theater, but nothing, nothing professional prior to that. Um, uh, and not much, you know, dance experience, um, not, you know, as extensive as my wife's training at all. So um, what, so what were you like, what were you auditioning for as like a dancer or for like characters or. So the audition, it was just kind of an open call for, you know, character performer, parade performer, et cetera, just, you know, pretty much anything. Um, and so um, basically they just kind of have you do some, you know, pedestrian type movement and, um, you know, animation. So just to kind of see your, if you have rhythm, if you, you know, you can animate, you know, um, you know, in a very big way and kind of have like kind of that spark, I guess. So I really kind of just gave it all my might um, at the time, even prior to the audition though, I did, I did kind of ask, you know, my wife and or girlfriend at the time and ask Elise and said, Hey, you know, do you want to like give me some pointers and show me, you know, how to do a mean jazz square? so yeah so it really it um i was kind of proud of myself at how well i did because i didn't have any you know major experience beforehand oh wow that's really interesting you just kind of jumped right into it and uh for the most part and went for it so so it's cool so so you you got entertainment for the extended time so what like what were you doing so when i first got um into the role, um, you know, during the training process, they put you in a, you know, you get to hang out with some special friends, right? Um, as we say, hang out <laughs> with your best friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that included um, Eeyore uh, at, when he was down in UK, when they had him next to, uh, do you remember the uh, British Invasion cover band, the Beatles cover band? Um, I, I just know of them, but I don't think I ever watched or listened to them. So they, one of my favorite locations, and he was on my first, uh, it's in, they have the, I think it's now kind of dressed just as Christopher Robin's room, and it's in the back of that merchandise shop in UK. Yeah, um, I think they just reopened it, if I remember. Did they just reopen it? I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. I'm, well, that's awesome. Don't, yeah, don't quote me on it. <laughs> but I loved it because uh, Irapu and Tigger hung out there and they had the doors open and it was the way of the exit out and when you exit out the building it went right into the little gardens area where the British invasion would play so during your sets you know as you're you know um, kind of playing with guests and stuff you'd hear all the Beatles music and so it was fun to kind of like groove to it a little bit you know and kind of get your kind of base your animation off of what songs were playing oh um, nice <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll admit that I'm not a Beatles fan and I I could probably just name one song, uh, Hey Jude. I think that's the only one I really know. I know, like, nothing about the Beatles. I'm terrible. Well, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds um, allowed for some, you know, directional animation when that song would come up. But, (laughs) 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 Um, you know, honestly, I think even at the time, I didn't know many Beatles songs either. But um, I think having hung out there a lot, um, definitely. uh, You're just listening to them every single day. Yeah. Um, so I did character performing um, for that whole program. Um, other other characters included uh, Buzz Lightyear, 
Um, super, super blast um, hanging out with him. Um, he's just, he's a, he's a superhero in his own right. And <laughs> just kind of having that kind of heroism, just like innately in your character. It's like, you know, just the, the, the kids, you know, when they would, they see Buzz, it's just like, it's like they're seeing, you know, God in their way, you know, it's just, yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like your Buzz Light, like. I mean, he's like one of the coolest characters there is. Like, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. he's so awesome. I mean, you know, performing, you know, just like the buzz is, it, it's, a, it's an amazing experience. It's also a very painful experience. Um, I will say that. Um, and, and I, I mean, I, it, it really isn't that bad. Like, you, I'm probably just being a little dramatic about it, but he's an adjustment and there's conditioning you do to your body. I feel to like really kind of handle, um, you know, his costume. It, I mean, you have a, a good solid, you know, 30 extra pounds of plastic on your body. Um, and yeah, it definitely uh, seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and it's not, and he's not the most comfortable, but when you get, you know, I feel like the longer I performed with him, cause I even, I would even have opportunity to, you know, portray him in my full-time career as well with him and um he you just kind of get used to like his movement and the fun thing with it the more i got used to him the more i was able to do spanish buzz mode which was a lot of fun um when that when toy story 3 came out and buzz had his spanish mode switch and so i could i could fit some fun you know um flamenco dancing and whatnot or, or, <laughs> or like uh, salsa you know or you know just some fun you know other movements that Otherwise, it would be difficult to do if you didn't really know how to kind of work, you know, through his costume, work your body through his costume. Would someone, would someone like ask if Buzz could turn into, if they could put on Spanish mode or whatever it is? Is that? What, yeah, like so. Sometimes people would ask that, or, or um, you know, I would um, point to like the back of you know my jetpack and and um, and kind of you know just like you know point hit a button or hit a button on the front, and I would you know kind of shake and you know drop and kind of fall you know quiet for a second and then wake up as spanish buzz <laughs> and start doing those moves to kind of give that you know the signal of that's my move but yeah people would ask too and it would be fun to like flirt with the moms as buzz and and not in a weird <laughs> creepy way but like in a fun way of yeah, like oh, yeah. I'm gonna take the mom and like romantically seduce her because because that's what buzz does in toy story 3 yeah jesse and so yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's so much fun that's really cool <laughs> Was there um, any from either hanging out with you or from Buzz? Were there any like some fun, some other fun memories from that? Oh yeah! Um, wow, uh, I can probably like name like several I can think of. Um, I think one of my favorites. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think during the actually during the college program, if there was anything any good. Um, I think just. Um, uh, just the moments, you know, with the kids, um, you know, with the, the kids that would come dressed up as, you know, Buzz Lightyear when they would show up and just kind of give you that, that, you know, that just, you're my hero, like, I could die now look, and it's, you know, it's just like, I've made it, I've affected someone, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just like that inward uh, kind of satisfaction you get um, from that. I, I know... I guess the only thing that's up, uh, that's coming to my mind is um, hanging out with Geppetto and Pinocchio in, in Town Square um, for the summer. He was one of the other characters I got to do. Um, I had a really awesome uh, fellow performer who, you know, 
just we had so much fun together as Geppetto and Pinocchio and um, we would we would come running out of what used to be is it it was like the Kodak film store it's right next to uh, it's the merchandise store um, right next to uh, what's the Italian restaurant right there oh uh, um, Tony's Town Square yes yes so I it was I know they've changed. It's now it's the meet and greet with Mickey, right? Is that what? It was uh, yeah, like there's the Town Square Theater there. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm not as familiar as I, sh- I should be. I know. I'm like, wow, so much has changed. Uh, uh, so, but, so that was all kind of vacant um, in the inside. I remember they had, they kind of had some curtains up, and in some of the areas that we kind of walked through to get to our break area, our green room area, it was just all closed down. But we'd come running out and. Pinocchio would just do mischievous things where he'd grab merchandise and try to take it and then I'd have to like stop him. And so we kind of had like this, you know, father-son kind of dynamic going, kind of make a comedic act of coming out onto set, um, you know, and going off. And, uh, you know, he'd run around and grab him by his ear and bring him to set and say, all right, Pinocchio, you know, we're going you know, animate that. Like we're going to take pictures now and we're going to meet guests. And so that was one of, I think, one of my favorite, you know, um, kind of memories of portraying a character you know during that time period yeah oh that's so cool and that was all during the uh second uh internship right yes yeah you know and one actually does hit me if you have time for one another one yeah definitely Um, yeah uh so (laughs) um one of my favorite roles i think i've ever done and i only maybe i did it a handful of times and um i think i did it more as when i was full-time but um during my college program i got to uh hang out with Clarabelle Cow. Um, and so she was interesting because it wasn't only just playing a character, but you're playing a female character. And <laughs> I remember getting to set going, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to pull this off? Like, I need to, you know, be very ladylike. I need to curtsy, you know, and I need to do a, you know, a, a straight up, you know, ladylike devil and in, in photos, you know. And and so, uh, and it, you know, Clarabelle Cow, she's one of the, you know, Mickey's circle of intimate friends, like you know, classic. Uh, Disney yeah, one of, the, one of the very old, uh, one of the OG yeah. characters. And I mean, and, and now she's been popularizing on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Roach the Racers and you know a lot of the newer shows she's in. But um, so I remember playing her, and um, you know the costume fit fine on her. And I remember talking to my captain and saying, okay, like, you know, like, give me pointers, you know, while we're on set, like, how do I look and whatnot. And, and the whole, uh, the whole day I'm sitting there just consciously thinking, okay, like, you know, is my bevel good enough? You know, and I'm trying to like awkwardly bevel. And I wish I could show you, but just, just a picture, you know, just, you know, any guy trying to do like squeeze your legs together in the right way and bend them in the right way to create like this very dainty bevel and um i think by the like by the third or so set i finally got the grasp of doing like this really cute kind of um you know ladylike pose and um while i was leading set um a guy whistled at me and you know it's like yeah clarabelle you know and and i'm like <laughs> I sold it. I sold the story of Clarabelle. And so that was actually another one of my favorites. Um, just kind of feeling like, okay, I arrived. Yep, I sold Clarabelle. I did my job, you know, and um, that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, as we're, yeah, we're kind of winding down on time. Um, 
So it sounds like you had worked at Disney uh, after the the um, the original internship. Yes. Yeah, so we had uh, I uh, I had you know the right amount of um, I guess um, clean record as you would put it um, as you could say uh, to qualify for seasonal to go seasonal after my program ended. Um, cause otherwise you'd be terminated, you know, the day after. So I wanted to keep my status. I wanted to keep the perks of, you know, getting into the parks and stuff and my discounts and things like that. And with the pot and kind of leave the possibility of, you know, you know, once I finish school or whatnot, you know, go back and have that open. So, um, yeah, I, I signed up for seasonal and I, I, uh, went seasonal for about, um, I, about a year. I was at a year and a half before moving back to go full time. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. Um, well, I mean, if you want, since we're running out of time, if I would love to hear more about your full-time stuff. Would you want to come back on another episode? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. All right, cool. So, yeah, we'll, we'll save that for another time. But, um, yeah, before we wrap it up, were, were there with, – with this kind of internship, with the first one you did as the safari driver and then uh, as the characters, was there any, like, kind of last stories that you want to share? Was there anything that we might not have uh, that touched on that uh, you, you'd like to talk about? Um, I, I, the ones I'm thinking of, you know, it, it was during my full-time uh, experience. I'm trying to think of any other more specifics that I may have forgotten, um, you know, during the college program experience. Um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, we, yeah. Could, we could save all that for the next time. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, it sounds like you, uh, you, you did make the right decision by, by going down, uh, and it, and it kind of changed your life. Um. And that's awesome. I mean, it's it's it, you you're a Disney veteran uh, in in so many different ways. So I'm excited to hear the the next episode there. Yeah, we spent you know we spent more time full time. So it just seems like you know that college program went by in a in a blink of an eye. Um, but it really was um, you know just an amazing you know just growth experience for me you know personally and. Um, so, so happy I, you know, I did it, um, for many, many, you know, many, many reasons, you know, beyond the obvious of, you know, me and my wife and, and just kind of getting to experience that day to day. But yeah, it, it is just, it was such a, such a positive and uplifting experience. Awesome. Well, sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to hear the next, uh, next, uh, kind of, uh, term in your life or what's the word I'm looking for? chapter chapter that, that's exactly the exact what i was looking for i was uh blank in there thank you um yeah so interested to hear that but uh before we get out of here um i i always oh yeah actually there's two things first i want to ask um i always like to know uh the your favorite disney parks background music because i always like to play that within the episode um so yeah i want to i want to know what that is um i i really enjoy the tapestry of dreams the instrumental version it's the tapestry a, of nations tapestry of, is it nations yes yes okay cool. Um, yeah it's just it's uh, that brings back a lot of memories i, I know mean, i think i think it's in the new epcot forever it uh, is yes yeah. we watched it we watched the disney parks live uh stream. Oh. was it last night yeah, yeah last night i don't i i'm i'm going in a month that i had to save it because i am so excited for this i didn't want to watch it live i need to i need you to see it experience it, it. yeah exactly no, yeah. That's, I mean, you know that's really the better thing to do right you want to get that first impression yeah but uh, we're excited to see it if we get a chance to for sure awesome 
Uh, and yeah, the last thing I want to mention is because I, I was looking, uh, if I follow uh, you guys on Instagram, uh, yeah. and you guys did something uh, kind of cool and crazy to me. I mean, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, talk about what you guys did yesterday. So, um, wifey and I decided to um, go to um, a Disney audition uh, for entertainment um, that came to town. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we drove about an hour uh, to get to it. Um, so not too far, but just uh, it was just north of uh, of Salt Lake where we live. We live down in uh, uh, Utah County, which is south of Salt Lake. But um, yeah, so we went to a Disney audition. Um, and uh, auditions in themselves are fun to go to, you know, um, especially if you've you know been in the entertainment industry or just you know had the opportunity to um, to you know to do that. But um, yeah, we decided to go and. Uh, kind of see what would happen you know it kind of became a little date day we didn't have the kids and it was great you know (laughs) (laughs) a little day date out of it um but yeah it's a really neat experience um uh to go to a disney audition um and i don't know if um you know many of your listeners you know have had that opportunity or just have experienced it but um uh it's it's almost like an extension of the parks you know um when you go uh um yeah it's a it's a really neat experience um they're very welcoming you know um and i've even felt like this just in the job interviews that i've had with them you know uh for the college program and and whatnot um they just are very you know relaxed we're gonna have fun today you know um you like you know you're wanting to work for disney you're you know you're in the disney environment and so they really do a good job at bringing that environment um you know on the road with them wow that's i mean that's to me i mean i have to say this because it sounds like it's a huge decision for like you and your family because like i mean i assume that if like they accept the both of you are you guys going to move back to florida (laughs) it's a possibility (laughs) it's on the list yeah yeah i mean Um, i know you guys wanted to do it for fun but um yeah i mean that's really exciting so yeah no and, and and we went to with the idea of you know we're at a point in our life where you know, we kind of feel like we can take the leap and, you know, move kind of, you know, move our family and kind of maybe return back to Disney. I think we, you know, kind of always had it in our hearts, like, you know, maybe that's where we should be. And so uh, part of, you know, going, you know, was to see, you know, really what could we, you know, um, you know, what could come of this and uh, and just the experience of going through it. We actually both got um, able to stay. Um, we got kept, as they say, um, to the end, um, which is an amazing experience not only as a you know person auditioning but you know as a couple to do it together um and so we actually went up with my uh, it was us two and then um elisa's older sister who she um did bridesmaids with back in 2005 on her first college program so her older sister um came with her because she's like i want to do this too and i want to you know i want to go with that possibility as well and, <laughs> and um so we had us three and then her younger brother um who's also a uh a former college program uh, or a college program alumni himself. So, uh, you know, as, as she's mentioned, you know, the, the Disney, you know, the Disney love and the Disney, you know, cast member experience has definitely kind of went, has gone through the family, you know, and, um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the audition experience is quite unique and it's, um, it's really fun. I mean, they kind of give you a, just an idea of what it's like um, to do it. You know, you um, you, you know you get there and um, they you know they do the typical sign in um, and you know hand out numbers like many auditions are. You know, um, you know put you in a line and 
you know, number you, but, um, they welcome you, uh, you know, with just, just like I said before, they're really, you know, they really create a nice comfort blanket for you. And they say, you know, we're here to have fun. I want you to relax. Like if you feel like you're being, you know, a complete goofball, then you're doing it right. You know, and, and, uh, they have you learn, um, you know, just a dance combination and they, um, uh, to kind of see, you know, your rhythm and to see your skill level uh, based on that. But they also allow you to have opportunities to, you know, animate characters and, and they, you know, let you animate your favorite character or just, you know, or one of the VIPs. And, um, and it's all set to uh, Disney music as well. So they'll bring in, you know, Disney music and um, let you dance and, you know, kind of perform for that. So you, you just feel like you're at Disney, you know, when you're doing it, uh, when you're, you know, at this audition. Oh man, that is so exciting. I cannot wait to hear what happens the next time we talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe we'll hear something by then. So that actually would be awesome. And it, you know, and like I said, like it just, even being back, even doing the audition, both of us are like, wow, we missed this. You know, <laughs> it's just like, it kind of just a weird reawakens inside of you. And, um, and I always find joy just, especially watching my wife perform and, um, and I, and I think many people can say, you know, just even watching, you know, just the Disney magic and watching the performers and watching just kind of even any cast member just play the role. And it's such a magical thing, but to have like your spouse do it, it's, it's such a really unique experience and just kind of just to see how happy it makes them, you know, and it, it's just, it's a unique, it's, it's an amazing feeling for sure. Ah, well, very cool. And uh, yeah, again, I can't wait to hear the outcome of that. So yeah, um, for sure. Cool. Sounds good. Well, Chastin, uh, this has been phenomenal, um, and we will talk very soon. But thanks for coming on the show today, talking about uh, everything you did during your first uh, kind of chapter at Disney. And I can't wait to hear uh, a lot more of it when we when you come back and talk about your full time over there. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's it's an amazing podcast you have here, and so I appreciate you uh, you know spreading the magic you know uh, through this. Um, medium for sure. Oh, thank you. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so much fun. I I could just talk Disney like all day long. Luckily, I have some coworkers <laughs> that um, that I can talk to about with, about this a lot. So that's always fun. Uh, yeah, I, I I just I love talking Disney. So any chance I get to talk to a cast member is always fun. So. I, you know, and I and that's one of the reasons why I said yes for sure because it's it is it's so much fun to talk about it. So I'm definitely looking forward to to sharing some more stories. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Chastin, I'm going to let you go and uh, we will talk soon. So have a great night. Awesome. You too. Thanks so much. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Chastin, thank you so much. Once again, coming on the show is a lot of fun listening to your experiences and uh, your side of meeting Elise down at Walt Disney World. So uh, just a lot of fun uh, stories that you shared with us working at Kilimanjaro Safaris and then as well as being a character performer. And uh, I'm am pumped to listen to the rest of your episode. Hopefully in the coming weeks, we'll have to get something together for that 
But all right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. If you are not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so. You can do that on every major podcast platform. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. Give us that five stars. Uh, And then head on over to accesspresspodcast.com where you can see all the latest episodes over there. Uh, And if you're not following me on social media already, please do so at Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, And also, if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show, make sure you shoot me an email over at matt at accesspresspodcast.com and we'll get you on a future episode. Well, all right, guys, that is it. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Access Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.